back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session. If you sell for a living, we're here to celebrate with you on this Friday afternoon. Or if you've had a tough week, we're, we're here to commiserate with you and have a cold beverage and talk about selling for a living because uh, we hope it's a fun living for everybody out there. And this week, I'm super excited to have uh, a repeat guest. You might remember this, uh, this young fellow from earlier this spring when his book, The Six Habits of Highly Effective Sales Engineers came out. I'd love to welcome back Chris White, a good friend of mine. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Scott. It is a delight and a pleasure to be back with you. And I know one of the things that we're going to talk, talk about today is the week that you and I have had. Um, so it's just a delight to, to wrap up the, the week with, uh, with this conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Chris and I um, actually uh, hooked up and uh, we delivered our other centered selling, uh, sell, selling course as well as our Catalyst leadership course uh, to Chris's new company this week. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to come together and, and really understand why sales training was, was a need for uh, Chris's company. And I'll let Chris kind of get into who the company is and all that sort of thing. And then what, what we learned during the week and what, what they can take away as next steps. And so we'll get into that in a second. But Chris, as you know, by the name of our podcast, Indeed. the first and most important thing we do is, uh, is share a beverage. So what's that frosty, refreshing beverage in front of you? Well, I'm glad you asked. And to be honest, I was afraid for just a, a moment you, you might forget. So Scott, <laughs> Never. What, what I pulled out of the back of the rack is a beverage from a brewing company called Firestone Walker. It says here they're based in Paso Robles, California. I hope I said that right. Mm. And this particular beverage is the Union Jack IPA. And with that, I'm going to just give it a little crack and a pop here and uh, take a sip. And yep. you, sir, what are you drinking? Well, I am going to go with one of my favorites. I'm I also to the back of the rack. But it is particularly chilly um, back here in the New England area today. And so it gave me the feeling of fall. And so I've selected the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Not tremendously, you know, inventive of me. However, it is one of my favorites. The smooth and roasty sweetness with a light hop. Uh, and, I, and I do enjoy that. It's got 5.3% alcohol by volume. And so I couldn't wait and did crack it a smidge earlier, but let's, uh, let's give that a taste. Well, cheers, my friend. Cheers, cheers. Great seeing you this week. Mm. It really was. So let's get into it. So, you know, a lot of times, say, you know, companies, um, there's lots of different compelling reasons or compelling events that, that lead to the need for, for sales training. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your company uh, and then maybe a little bit about what led you to, to the conclusion that you, that you wanted to bring in some, some outside help for sales training. Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much. And, and, and yes, so I'm with a company called ETI Software, and I'm part of a new sales leadership team that's been brought in by a newly appointed CEO in the past six months or so. And this is, it's, it's a, a reasonably small software company. And we, we sell to the, the telecommunications industry. Mm -hmm. Typically, we sell to broadband providers that service primarily rural, rural communities. And, and, and this is actually a big challenge for the United States 
We have a lot of, of rural communities and smaller, you know, kind of the non-NFL, you know, towns, if you will, that are struggling to provide their constituents, their residents with the broadband service that those of us that live in, in big markets have come to just expect and take for granted. Yeah. And, and so frankly, it's a privilege to have the opportunity to sell enabling software and capabilities to these companies that are, are giving this service to such an important part of our country. Yep. So that, that's a little bit of background on ETI. And, and as I said, I'm, I'm delighted to be part of a new sales management team that was brought in. As you know, my background is primarily on the sales engineering side. And what we discovered very quickly was that this, was, this is an organization that frankly has been very successful for almost 25 years um, in spite of never really having ever, you know, ever gone through any sort of formal sales training. Yeah. And as such, there was frankly a, a lack of process. Mm -hmm. There was a lack of consistency uh, across the, the way in which we, we engaged with customers and, and managed our sales opportunities. And we saw a, a significant growth opportunity to improve our terminology and, and just our, our approach to sales. And um, we, we knew that also the time was right. We're going through a transformation. In fact, I, I think, um, you know, our CEO, who, whom you had the, the chance to meet this week, yeah. he mentioned it's not a reorganization that we're going through. It's an organization. So the timing was just ideal. Yeah, yeah. And, and as many people know that have listened to the podcast, we, we talk about, you know, there's no magic bullet um, that, that sales training can deliver. But when done with the right support from, from sales management, when reps are, are fully engaged, what you do come away with, and, and you just mentioned a couple of these, like that common language, that ability to manage through um, a, a significant change, no matter what size the company, the, the used words like institutionalized this week. And one of the things you know we do when we do the training is we get expectations up front, and that word was loud and clear that you wanted something that was sustainable and institutionalized throughout the organization. So I, I, you know, I wanted to sort of transition into what, you know, that was the expectation and sort of the decision driver to bring it in. But then as you were sitting in that ignition stage of your transformation that we call other centered selling, what were some of the things that you kind of took away and learned when you were sitting in the room for a couple of days? Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, Scott, I mean, there were, there were so many, it's almost hard to, to distill it down to just, just a few items. Um, that being said, you know, the, the first term that I'll kind of point out is the, the, the term institutionalize. And, and frankly, that's why we chose Aslan because of the foundation. What, what I didn't want is I didn't want to bring in a, a training, you know, organization or approach that focused primarily on behaviors and activities and skills. While, while those are good, I, I knew what we needed was a foundation of, of an approach and a method, methodology and really a mindset. And of course that's, you know, as you well know, that's really what the other, other centered selling approach is. And, and I knew that's what we needed to, to establish that, um, you know, institutional foundation, if yeah. you will. Um, yeah. And really, one of my takeaways is to really own driving that to be become 
really part of the fabric of ETI. And, you know, with that, you know, another thing, and you, you probably heard one of the participants mention something about the elevator pitch. Yeah. And, you know, we're now using already, we're using a different term, right? Which is, we don't need to develop an elevator pitch. We need to develop our OCP, right? Our other centered positioning, right? Based yeah. on who it is that we're talking to, um, you know, what the scenario is, et cetera. So it's, it's really given us a language now that we can all use and share and, and, and build upon. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. And it, and it's, um, it's important, I think for people to understand that, you know, lots of, lots of places offer sales frameworks and sales, you know, methodologies. And I love that you guys saw the value in the foundation of just truly being other centered is at the core of, of becoming a successful sales rep. Right. And, and that I think as I watched the room this week, I, I saw the lights go on, you know, in everybody's head that this is truly something that is a, it's a transformation as an individual, as much as it is as a, as a company, isn't it? Well, exactly. Exactly. And, and because we're going through that transformation, that means each one of us individually have to transform as well. And, and, and again, I mean, you, you saw it firsthand, this was more than just a sales training event, right? This was really a team building event for us. This was a, you know, an, an offsite opportunity for us to almost begin anew, right. And, and lay that foundation. So, so that, that, you know, that, that alone was, was worth, you know, worth the investment and, and certainly worth the time. But now the other things we're going to do, you know, building upon that is we're going to sit down and schedule time to actually discuss, for example, what are an effective set of discovery questions based on the discovery framework, right, that, that, that we learned this week, um, you know, that, that takes that other-centered approach, right? And so, again, we're all using the same approach, the same terminology, and, and it really gets us on the same page. And, and part of our problem, frankly, has been advancing opportunities and getting beyond just talking about products. So, so I, I think, you know, an, another one of my takeaways is that it's really going to help us all develop that, that mindset of we need to think customer first. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you brought up the planning because, you know, Chris, I mean, one of the taglines of the, even this podcast is master your craft. And of course, the double entendre of craft beer and craft your career. Um, but one of the things that I noticed this week was people sort of kind of transitioning in their minds. Yeah, I really do need to practice to be an awesome salesperson. Right. And you can wow. see practice means a lot of things, but the, you mentioned the discovery framework of really preparing before you go in, especially when it's a big account and you know, you get, you know, you said it very well in the, in the, in the meeting, one chance to make that first impression. Right. Wow. And, yeah. and you want to make sure you're, you know, extremely prepared for that, for that big opening. Right. Indeed. Indeed. And, and incidentally, you mentioned craft. So I, I am going to take a sip of that craft beer. <laughs> Pause for a moment. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be true to, you know, the, the heart of the, the ales with Aslan's. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, don't don't want to leave off that first part. part. <laughs> uh, no, you know, Scott, you actually make a really good point, you know, around the practice. And, and I saw it firsthand in the training where when we transitioned from one of the lessons to one of the exercises, we all, and, and as you know, we were working in small groups at our tables. We all got the concept when we were going through the, through the lesson. We have a technology glitch. Did we lose you, Chris? I believe we lost Chris. That is the first time in the nice. history. Up. Oh, oh no! Chris, we you... had a technology glitch, Are some sort talking? of some sort of issue. So if you if could, I... yeah, back yourself up about twenty seconds, and and uh, you were you were you were just getting into the group discussions. Holy smokes! This is the first time this has ever happened. We have a bad phone line. How about that? Well, Chris and I may try to get as you as you well, Scott. Am I back or now? Yeah, you're back now. Go ahead. Okay. So, Scott, as you as you well know, um, when we we were all organized into small you know groups at tables. Exactly. And you you know you you mentioned the importance of practice, and what I discovered. In, in real time during the training was that when we transitioned from one of the lessons to the exercise, in spite of the fact that we all fully understood the lesson and it resonated with us a great deal and understood the concepts, when it came time to do the exercise and put it into practice, it was really difficult. And I, I felt each one of us at my table at various times kind of defaulting to what our norm is, right? Defaulting to what we're used to doing, which is thinking about us, talking about us, talking about our product, talking about our solution. Yeah. And, and it, it, it became that much more evident to me how important it's going to be to actually take time and be patient with the process and practice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you remember, one of the things I always warn people about is don't get discouraged because this yeah. is new. And anytime you're building a new habit, whether it's, you know, I want to go to the gym more often, or I want to eat more healthy, you're going to have these backslides. You're going to, you're going to slip up. It's just the natural progression of, of learning something new. And to get frustrated would be unproductive to be uh, very positive and excited about where you're headed with your transformation and really what that payoff is when I get there. I think you guys were, were really awesome about sort of embracing that. And I know the exercises probably felt clunky and hard in the beginning. Yeah, you know, I think they did it at, at first. And, and to be fair, you know, we have a lot of new people and, and a lot of old people, you know, people have been with the company for a long time as well. So, yeah. so part of that kind of clunkiness was also getting to know each other a little bit better. But frankly, that was one of the side benefits yeah. was that it gave us the opportunity to break the ice a little bit in some cases and have those conversations. So yeah. it, it actually proved to be one of the more powerful kind of outcomes of, of the session. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my last question as we kind of wind down another episode um, is really, you, you know, you, you justified the, the, the reasons why you needed it and you brought in the sales training, you went through it and you seemed to get good value out of it. And now as you move forward, 
you know, you mentioned scheduling time with, with reps to create better frameworks and really planning before calls and working on better advancing opportunities with some of those techniques. And is there anything else that, that you can see as a step forward as you continue what we like to call the sustain or sustainment portion of something like this that you're going to make sure you guys do at a leadership level? Anything that sticks out? Yeah, absolutely. And, and right. I mean, one of them for certain is to really think through the, the most effective discovery questions. Another thing that, that particularly resonated with us was really picking apart the customer's point of view. Yeah. And in specific, when we go into any engagement or conversation, really understanding what's their relevant problem, what is their perspective on solving that problem and what beliefs need to change, right? It's easy to, to kind of use terms like, well, what's the customer's point of view? But when you really start to pick it apart, those are the things that, that we really need to understand in order to provide an other-centered solution, right? Yeah. So, and, and to be fair, we're actually going to update our CRM, and that's going to be information that our reps have to actually capture and put in their CRM. So, so the training and the frameworks is actually going to help us define not only our processes, but the information that we're capturing. Yeah, yeah. Other thing and, that we're going to do. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Yep. I was going to say we're also going to define what we're going to call a sales progression model, and and that's kind of defining those events that we want our our reps striving for in the advanced stage, right? Or or to advance, you know, any you know from any stage to kind of the next stage to really keep those opportunities moving forward. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And, and what really makes these things sustainable, and you guys have all the recipe down, which is your top leaders from the top of the company down to the rep level are all bought in. You, you recognize the need for the transformation. You've selected a, a, a foundation-based company to, to work with you. And I think you have all the chance of success uh, that, that, uh, that you could possibly ask for. And I look forward to following you through the next uh, weeks, months, years as you as you implement this. And of course, we'll be there every step of the way if we can be of any help. But uh, super excited that you guys took this step and it seems like are off to a great start. Yeah, well, and, and thanks so much, Scott. And, you know, we've, we, I think we told you this numerous times throughout the week, but I'll just echo the sentiment, you know, one more time. The, 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 the workshop was fantastic. The engagement was fantastic. The delivery was fantastic. As you well know, we did it at your facility there in Atlanta, which is just a beautiful facility. So I, I can't tell you how, you know, how great we feel about the experience. And, and likewise, just looking forward to you know, uh, a future relationship where we're work, working together. And, and you guys, I know you guys are going to help us you know, transform as an organization. Yeah. And that's been Chris White. He's the author of The Six Habits of Highly Effective Sales Engineers. You can get that on uh, Amazon or wherever you buy books. Um, yeah, and uh, Chris, uh, vice president over at uh, ETI Software Solution, is a, is a great new customer of ours. So we're very fortunate to have had a great week with Chris, great podcast. And uh, thanks, Chris, again for uh, all the efforts and, and, uh, and all of the, uh, the great new relationship we've got with ETI. Welcome back uh, next week for another episode of, of Ales with Aslan and enjoy the beer, everybody. Mm -hmm.